Welcome back to the RGBSports.com podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I'm a sports writer with RGB Sports and the Monitor newspaper. And we, we are here with you for another episode of the RGB Sports podcast. And we are hyped to be here with you. I am joined by my co-workers and fellow staff writers here with RGB Sports. Fellas, why don't you introduce yourselves? What's going on, guys? This is Ivan. Um, back again for another week. You know, exciting week one. Lots of big games. Uh, Edward, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling pretty good. Got to see a lot of great games this past weekend. Looking forward to a couple other good games. Yeah, definitely. Week one, there were definitely some fireworks across the Rio Grande Valley. Some definitely, it was a rivalry week theme. A, a, a handful of rivals facing off uh, against each other here in week one. And we're going to start right there uh, to start our week one recap with the Monitors' week one game of the week. And that took us to Harlingen for the Bird Bowl. As always, that, that rivalry, one of the best here in the Rio Grande Valley. Ivan, you, you were there to catch that game uh, between Harlingen High and Harlingen South. What, what were your thoughts and what were your impressions of that game? You know, early on, I thought it was going to be a low-scoring affair. You know, the teams kind of traded punts. Each of them punted their first two drives. And then something just, I guess, clicked for Harlingen. You know, quarterback, junior uh, Randy Morales, he runs for a 35-yard touchdown. Next play after the kickoff, they force a fumble. Isaiah Bell punches it in. Next thing you know, it's 14-0. Uh, you know, Harlingen did cut it down to 14-7 at the break. But after that, I mean, just a demolishing effort by the Cardinals in the second half. I think they put up uh, 23 points, and they come out with a big 37-7 win over uh, Harlingen South. A, a big part of that was, you know, Randy Modales, like I mentioned, he, you know, he ended up throwing for over 100 in a touchdown, had another 70 yards on the ground. So he kind of showed that he's the guy there. So definitely Harlingen proved that they belong inside of our top 10, which we'll get into a little more. But, I mean – like you mentioned, Brian, rivalry games always big environment. You know, stadium was packed to the brim, and um, you know, it, it surely I wouldn't say didn't disappoint because it did end up being a, a pretty big victory by Harlingen. But you know, you, you can't match that electricity of a you know game of the week plus being a rivalry game. Yeah, definitely. There's always that that added in, added incentive and added motivation for these teams to perform and uh, pick up a big win as did Mission Veterans, and we, we'll get into them right now. Mission Veterans and Mission High uh, played in the Battle of Conway. Mission High entered this one. I've been riding a four-game winning streak in the rivalry series, but Mission Veterans ends that streak and comes out on top 32-20. to 20. Uh, you, you were there for this one as well, Ivan. Uh, what were your thoughts from this game? And we also had our Player of the Week come out of this one. Yeah, man. I mean, Pablo Lopez, big game from him on the ground. He rushes for over 140 he, you know, rushes one in for a touchdown, catches another. And, you know, he also had 12 tackles on defense. So it's like, kid didn't even, it seemed like he didn't even get a break. Every time he was out there, you constantly heard his name. But Mission Vets came out to play and, you know, they, they uh, looked pretty good there. It, you know, you're used to seeing these high flying offenses from Mission Vets. Obviously, you got, you know, Ricky Reyna last year, you know, Landry Gilpin. This year, today, it was, or this, this past Friday, Thursday, it was the running game that really, you know, spearheaded that attack over 200 yards on the ground almost 300 if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Luis De Hoyos anchoring that defense back there. It, it looks solid. And, I mean, Mission High did have a strong showing from their sophomore quarterback, Diego Salinas. He, you know, cut it to a six-point game late in the fourth, but uh, that running game just wore them down at the end, and Mission Vets able to pull off that victory on a one-yard touchdown by uh, Jose Garcia. So shout-out to our player of the week, Pablo Lopez, again, for a big performance that definitely well-deserved. And, uh, I mean, like you meant, like we mentioned already, you know, those rivalry games, the fans, the energy is it, just a whole different level. And, you know, this one did not disappoint for sure. And Edward, I know you had a, a good one on your hands, a bit of a nail biter, especially Friday night. 
there between Brownsville Hannah and McCallum Memorial. Uh, what were your uh, impressions from week one? What what stood out to you the most? Um, probably like the resiliency of some of these players. You know, Brownsville Hannah was down thirty-one to three at halftime, and you know they came back and uh, you know made a ball game out of it. You know, turn it, you know, put it back to thirty-one twenty-eight. Had a chance to tie the game, but they missed a. You know, the field goal hit the upright. So unlucky, you know, not to come out with it, like to at least put it in overtime. But, you know, they had some great players like uh, Chris Pena, the running back, who uh, who, who balled out in that second half. And uh, they were able to, you know, um, show that resiliency. And so did Lyford on Thursday night coming down, down by over 20 points against Port Isabel to have a chance to win the game at the end. That was a great game as well. You know, back and forth, big you know, big touchdowns, big plays, and uh, that one came down to the wire. And uh, I got to go to see another good game on Saturday also, so I got pretty lucky. It was uh, San Benito and Brownsville veterans. That game only lasted two hours with the halftime. You know, both teams wanted to run the ball, but it was just uh, San Benito in the fourth quarter, probably that 6A experience. You know, more depth uh, won them the game, and – yeah, just you know, excited for uh, a couple of good matchups that I'm going to also this uh, this weekend. Yeah, definitely that that uh, that that game Thursday between Lifeford and Port Isabel, man. Uh, I, I was watching the the stream of in what an unbelievable ending, man. Port Isabel pulls it off, but Lifeford, man, I mean, Lifeford kind of let that one slip through their fingers quite literally. The I know they had a chance to win the game with a two point conversion there at the end, but uh, yeah, that 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 game. And this week one, some of these results, man, have have been awesome to see uh, the teams jumping right into it and uh, delivering some really good games for uh, RGV football fans here uh, across the valley. And uh, now that we've uh, looked and uh, to look at a, a couple more games uh, there in week one, we had uh, Edinburgh Vela pick up a fifty to fourteen uh, win over Edinburgh North. Uh, this this game, uh, Edinburgh Vela, the number one team in the rgbsports.com poll and uh they they show they show why man i mean they didn't lose a step they graduated a lot they they only bring back six starters three on each side of the ball but that doesn't phase them they there were uh, questions about who who will be their quarterback uh coming into this season and uh, well guess what they played three quarterbacks in the first quarter all three of them scored touchdowns in the first quarter as well so uh this uh vela team man i mean they they just keep on churning out, you know what I mean, good good players and and putting a good product out on the field, and they picked up a big win over Edinburgh North to start the season. And another team we got to give a shout out to Sherryland Pioneer picks up a twenty four twenty one win over Rowe. Uh, Julian Valdez comes up, throws for over two hundred yards, uh, two passing touchdowns, one rushing. Uh, so a really good win by Sherryland Pioneer over a tough opponent in McAllen Rowe, and that takes us into our top ten. We're gonna quickly run through it. Uh, through our Class 5A and 6A top 10 teams. As I just mentioned, Edinburgh Vela, the number one team here in the in the Rio Grande Valley. PSJ North comes in at number two after a dominating performance over PSJ High. Our number three team is Harlingen, who uh, put a beat down on their crosstown rival, Harlingen South. San Benito picks up a big win over, over Brownsville Veterans, and the Greyhounds are now our number four team moving up a spot. McAllen Memorial, uh, Edward, as you talked about, they, they almost let that game slip away against Hannah, but they pull out the win, 31-28. The Mustangs drop from number four to number five in the top ten. Cherryland High holds, uh, stands firm at, at our number 16 after picking up a 34-17 win over 
Brownsville Pace last week, uh, last Thursday in their season opener. Mission Veterans uh, moved to one and zero. They jumped up three spots uh, to number set from number ten to number seven after that win over Mission High. Uh, Los Fresnos uh, picked up a pretty convincing win over Westlake East, uh, and with that, Los Fresnos breaks into the top ten after that twenty eight seven win over Westlake East. Sherryland Pioneer also breaks into the top ten at one and zero after that win over Rowe. and then Westlake High uh, rounds out the top ten who who was not ranked last week after. A shutout uh, of Mercedes, a, a pretty impressive performance here uh, from Westlake High. Now jumping to our sub five A top four four teams, Port Isabel, who Ed- Edwards saw. I mean, uh, Port Isabel is a real deal. Coach Tony V has has that team uh, back on track and looking strong as ever. La Villa uh, moves up from from number four to number two after a, a big week one. Uh, Ray running back Ray Bettis had over two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Uh, as as it stands, he's a current leader in rushing in the RGB after week one. Then Lyford, they drop one spot from number two to number three after that one point loss to Port Isabel. It's hard to knock them for that. Then we got a tie for our number four teams, and that's Hidalgo and Raymondville, who both picked up big wins. Hidalgo over Valley View and Raymondville uh, with a big one, with a tight win over uh, Rio Hondo team. So uh, th- that that's our top 10 and top four heading into week two. And now we got week two on our hands. And as always, we start our, our week two preview with the the RGVSports.com game of the week. And this week, we got a top 10 matchup on our hands. Number five, McCallum Memorial playing host to number seven, Mission Veterans. Two contrasting styles of offense. Obviously, we know uh, McCallum Memorial has that tradition-rich uh, run game that uh, just bowls people over with the powerful offensive line and uh, just uh, – a line of, of great running backs that, that they have produced. And now they got Max Allenese Choi uh, leading leading the charge here. He had over 200 yards in the Mustangs win over Bronzo Hanna in week one. Then on the other side, Mission Veterans, who uh, I, I joked with Coach Gilpin when he sent me his stats, the, the Mission Veterans rushed for 294 yards. I had to make sure that those were McCallum Memorial stats because Mission <laughs> Veterans isn't known for running the ball. They're known for throwing it. And uh, he, here uh, – Mission Veterans ran for almost 300 yards in week one. So now they come into week two against McCallum Memorial uh, for what, what should be a good game. Ivan, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup between Mission Veterans and, and, and McCallum Memorial here in week two? Oh, I mean, it's going to be a physical one. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, you said it yourself right now. Mission Vets isn't known for running the ball, but week one, they were pounding that rock. I mean, Pablo Lopez and Jose Garcia are dynamic running backs in the backfield. And, you know, Vincent Alberto was no slouch either. That, that kid can get free. I mean, he broke free for a 26-yard touchdown, made a defender miss in the backfield. Next thing you know, he was in the end zone. So, But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him aired out a little more. Uh, I, Vincent definitely has the arm to, for it. So it should be a physical one. Then you got, the, obviously, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, two of our top defensive players in the Valley that were part of our dynamic duels and Cody Von Walden. Luis De Hoyos, and, and they face a tall task. I had the privilege of covering McCallum Memorial last year, and that running game, I mean, Max Lannis Troy, we know what he's capable of, 200 yards in week one, and it seems like, you know, last year he had over 1,300 yards on the ground. He's just picking up where he left off, so it's going to be a physical one, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm excited to see these two, you know, I guess running back stables really go at it, and, you know, what can I say? It, it's, one, it's definitely worthy of game of the week this week. Yeah, definitely should be fireworks uh, Friday night, and it's a non-district game here. Uh, both Mission Veterans won a share of their district title last year. McCallum Memorial won their district title outright. Now here they are 
in, in week two. And just a quick note on Mission Veterans' non-district schedule. They played Mission High last week, who, of course, uh, that's the annual game, the Battle of Conway. And Mission's obviously every year a solid team. But Mission Veterans, uh, next four uh, non-district opponents, McAllen Memorial, who is our number five team, Harlingen High, our number three team, San Benito, our number four team, and then uh, rounding out non-district play is Brownsville Hanna, who nearly took down McAllen Memorial last week. So I'm excited to see this game, man. Two of the best programs here in the Valley. One known for throwing it, uh, for airing it out and, and putting the ball up in the air. Uh, and the other team known for running the ball right down your throat. So it's going to be interesting to see who prevails in this one. And uh, now, Edward, uh, let's take it to you, man. What are some games here in week two that you have your eye on that, that really stand out to you uh, that that should be some competitive games here in week two? So Thursday, I'm going to do um, go to uh, PSA Memorial on Brownsville Porter. Get to see Gunnar Williams, one of our players to watch uh, in our preview. Uh, he bought out last week. He bought out last week. Uh, Fourteen catches, hundred ninety three yards, wow. three touchdowns, and so um, two teams that started off one and zero. That uh, you know, kind of in the last decade, not you know, had some too many wins. So for both programs, PSA Memorial with Coach Littleton and uh, Browns Reporter with Coach Resty, starting off one and zero. It's pretty good. So you know, somebody's gonna be two and zero. You know, tomorrow going into week three. So um, that game, for sure, on Thursday night is going to be one to watch. Friday, I will be at Westville High in Harlingen South. Uh, Westville High, you know, starts off with a win, one to zero, and then you know Harlingen South, you know, they uh, continue with their their theme of playing district thirty two six A teams in non district uh, to get ready for the district. So they're going to look to bounce, but hopefully they bounce back against uh, Harlingen High. Well, I think Westville High is more of a, like a better matchup for them. Harlingen High is a pretty physical team. Yeah, and uh, Orange South doesn't have too much depth, you know. When you look at the roster, they only have you know they have about like 40, 30 players, you know, 30, 40 players, you know. So you know, I think against Westwood High it'll be, you know, a better matchup. But you know, I think Westwood High might still take it. And then PSA North and Los Fresnos, two of our top ten teams, will be going at it. Uh, Los Fresnos has a freshman quarterback that played pretty good against a real physical East team. It was a good uh, baptizing, you know, on the road. And so uh, they'll look. He'll, you know, Coach Contu will hope he'll he'll do well against you know a really good defense. PSA North, you know, maybe one of the best defenses he's going to face until you know he uh, plays in um in district against like the likes of San Benito and Harlingen High. So it'll be a good test for PSA North as well. You know, playing against uh, one of the historically best six uh, A teams, you know, in the valley. Absolutely, and you just talked talk, talked about PSG North and Los Fresnos, who uh, went one and zero last week. But the teams that they beat last week, Westaco East and PSJ High, will be looking to get into the win column this week. Ivan, I know you'll be there uh, Thursday. Uh, we got two off now spread offenses. PSJ High has run it under Lupe Rodriguez, and now Westaco East has has uh, changed that uh, powerful run uh, run scheme, run heavy offense into a, a, a passing attack. Uh, what can you tell us about this uh, Thursday night game, Ivan? Well, I mean, uh, you know, PSJ High obviously got the tough draw. You know, drawing PSJ North on any night is going to be tough, especially this year where they've returned 16 starters. So the offense did struggle a little, but I, I expect them to bounce back. I mean, you got a three-year three year letterman in Jaime Lopez in the backfield. Uh, he only went nine for 23 week one, but 
Um, I mean, he's got the weapons. The team's pretty young. I, I expect a little bounce back from PSA high this year. I don't don't expect them to be held. I mean, I mean, week one, like, get a load of this stat. You know, for someone who throws the ball out, they got held to 72 yards of total offense. So that just shows you how good the PSA North defense is. But I wouldn't expect to see that much more this year. You know, obviously PSA North's a whole different animal. But I mean, Wesley Oviedo ain't no slouch either. They, they got some pretty good players in the backfield. Alex Martinez threw for over 100 week one and. Like you mentioned, they're straying away from a little – I guess they were kind of like McCallum Memorial in a sense where they run the ball. It was ground and pound, but they're a little more of a spread offense this year. I, I think they actually threw for more than they ran this last week. And though they came up short, you know, 28-21, the game's a little closer. You know, if you look at the yardage, you look at the – it seemed like mistakes are what caused West, caught, uh, caused West Luis the game. So expect both teams to bounce back and it to be a really close affair there at PSJ Stadium on a Thursday night, which is actually where I'll be this Thursday. But, um, I mean, building off of Edwards, too, you know, I just want to kind of chime in on that. I mean, you mentioned Los Fresno's freshman quarterback, and, you know, he he was impressive in his first he, first game. He went 7 of 8 for 64 yards, added 94 yards on the ground, and he threw for a touchdown. So, you know, pretty good start against, especially in a traditionally good defense like Wesley O.E. So it'll be exciting to see what he can do against Los Fresno's. And also Wesley Ohio, you mentioned them, you know, they're taking on Harlingen South, and that run game week one looked dominant against you know, Mercedes over 260 yards on the ground, but that defense, they forced six turnovers, Devin and Gavin Silva brothers who play safety combined for four turnovers. So I got to give them their shout out. You know, one of them had two picks in the fourth quarter. The other one had an interception and chased down a Mercedes defender at the one yard line, punched the ball out to keep the score zero zero in the first half. So, you know, that was the guy defense looking dangerous this year. So it'll be a good test against Harland and South who's also look, you know, is looking to bounce back. So, those are definitely two games that I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah, and then, then thir- uh, tomorrow night I'll be at Roma versus La Jolla Palmview, a non-district game. Uh, Roma put up a good fight against Rio uh, Grand City in week one, but falls short. And Palmview, uh, they cruised to a big uh, 30-7 to win over PSJ Southwest uh, last week. And now uh, I, we got a, a big one uh, coming to us Friday night at, back at Tom Landry Hall of Fame Stadium. For the first time since the 2020 season, that's the last December of, of 2020 during that COVID season when the season started late, a couple months late. Um, that, that was the last time a game was played there at, at Tom Landry Hall of Fame Stadium in Mission, the home of Mission High and Mission Veterans. There was uh, uh, structural integrity issues that, that needed to be uh, attended to and repaired. Uh, so Mission High and Mission Veterans went all over the 2021 season, not playing a game in their home stadium. They were jump, jumped around to Hidalgo, to Mercedes, and, of course, to Sherryland, where they played last week uh, in, the, in the Battle of Conway in week one. But now Tom Landry Hall of Fame Stadium finally repaired, finally ready to welcome football fans, and the Mission High Eagles host McAllen High uh, at, at 7.30 p.m. Friday uh, in, in what should be a good game. I mean, uh, Mission, they showed promise. Diego Salinas, I know he had a pretty good game there uh, for Mission in week one. And... Uh, McAllen highs Max Oliver is he he did a little bit of everything for the Bulldogs so it's good to see um, Mission High and Mission Veterans finally get to to play on their home on their home turf so I'm I'm excited for that and uh, we got some other good ones going on across the Rio Grande Valley we got Brownsville St Joseph against uh, Santa Rosa Friday night at 7:30 both of those teams want to know both of those teams had had strong showings in Week One. Then we got a, an inner city rivalry game. We got Edinburgh Bella taking on Edinburgh High at Richard R. Flores Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Friday. The Bobcats picked up a, an impressive win over McAllen High last week, uh, 21-13. Uh, 
Noel Noel Serna had a, a really complete game as a runner and as a defender uh, for Edinburgh High, and now Edinburgh Bella, of course, they they just keep on trucking and keep on winning. So it'll be interesting to see that one. And then finally, we got a, a, our sub five uh, A top four. We got a, a matchup between number two La Via and number three Lyford. So that should be a good one. Lyford's got got to have that a, a sort of bitter uh, taste in, left in their mouth after losing that game by one point to Port Isabel, and La Via is coming off uh, of, of a, a really dominant win last week. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing Lyford and La Via uh, get it on here in, in week two. Then we got another uh, couple one and zero teams in Sherryland Pioneer and Rio Grande City uh, squaring off uh, in in Rio Grande City 7:30 p.m. Friday. So yeah, we got good good games all across the Rio Grande Valley, and so guys, uh, any any numbers that that jumped out to you, any stats? What what were what were some of your main takeaways from Week One? What what, what are your thoughts uh, now that we got Week One and we're looking forward to Week Two? You know, you mentioned Noel Serna, or yeah, you mentioned Noel Serna for Edinburgh High, but I mean his running mate in the backfield, Jacob Gonzalez, also had over a hundred yards. He carried the ball twenty one times for one twenty seven yards. So, you know, Edinburgh High put it close to three hundred yards on the ground and. You know, their sophomore quarterback, Jason Tamaria, also had a big game. It seemed like it was a big game for, or you know, big big week for these new faces. You know, we mentioned a little bit, you know, Diego Salinas, you got Vincent Abrego, but, you know, there's a lot of new faces out there. And Jason Tamaria, you know, he threw for 89 in a touchdown. He added another 70 yards on the ground uh, for Edinburgh High. So, you know, big game from the Edinburgh High Bobcats. It seems like they got a pretty good backfield there with Santa Maria, plus their two running backs and some receivers out there. So those, those are some, you know, big numbers out there for, especially for someone seeing their first varsity action or first year as a starting quarterback. Definitely. And uh, Edward, I know we saw Gunnar Williams uh, ball out last week for Brownsville Porter. Uh, what are your thoughts on maybe some players or some teams uh, that, that kind of, kind of caught your eye or, or maybe took you by surprise who you're looking forward to watching them again here in week two? Yeah. Santa Rosa and St. Joe's that one and that one and oh matchup. Uh, Santa Rosa took care of business against uh, uh, MMA, 34-0. And so, you know, Santa Rosa is going to want to, you know, do better than how they did last year against St. Joe's where they got blown out. So I, I think that's going to be a good matchup. But one thing that I think teams need to, you know, watch out for and like uh, something that happened last week was it was really hot and there was a lot there's a lot of sweat. And a lot of games I went to, there was a lot of fumbles. So Brownsville veterans had like – a couple drives killed because of fumbles. They fumbled five times. Uh, Ivan brings up the fumble by Mercedes at the one-yard line. Port Isabel had some fumbles that, you know, let Lifer back in the game or was giving Lifer hope when they were down by, you know, 20 points. So I wonder how teams are going to adjust to, you know, what looks like maybe probably another humid weekend in the Valley. Yeah, definitely. As always, that's that Valley life, humid from, from January to December pretty much. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, we we got some some really good games uh, coming to you live uh, this week. You can catch uh, everything at rgbsports.com. Visit rgbsports.com and hit the stats uh, the stats tab, and you'll find updated stats for players across the Rio Grande Valley after after their week one performances. You can check out who's in the lead. We got uh, passing, rushing, receiving, and, and defensive stats, and of course we got the special teams. Can't forget those kickers and punters. So uh, yeah, everything. I'm go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of special teams, Wesleyco High's kicker actually hit two from beyond forty yards during that game. I forgot to mention that. I got to give him, you know, him his props too. He hit one from forty-four and hit one from forty-one. So, 
went two for two and then went for uh, he went one from two from uh, extra point. One of them got blocked, but really good performance from him out there. I mean, kicking from that far is definitely not easy. I know I couldn't do it. Yes, yeah, are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always good good to give the kickers some love, man. You need them to hit those extra points and those field goals, and uh, you know what I mean. So good to see them uh, get get their shine. So we're looking forward to a, a loaded week two slate. You can catch all the scores on rgbsports.com. Follow us on Twitter and and Facebook, and we'll bring you all uh, game features, previews. You can catch our our pick'em line where our so-called experts uh, make make picks on who, who will win the week's games, and so that's always fun to when you get one right, and then of course when you get one wrong, and then you got to see that head coach, and he tells you, "Hey, thanks for picking us, man." Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're looking forward to it. We're excited to be back with you guys. Week two, uh, a loaded schedule. Like we said, you can catch all everything at rgbsports.com. Thank you guys for, for uh, hanging out with us. This has been another episode of the rgbsports.com podcast. We'll catch you next week with a week two recap and a look ahead at week three. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Peace.